This is the Rich Eisen Show. He essentially goes to the ground, makes the tackle. He stands up on his own power, doesn't take a big shot. There are always certain kinds of hits that can take place in games like this. Not what any of us want to see, and everybody's around him, and let's hope that he's going to be okay. This is as serious of a situation I've ever seen at a football game. Demar Hamlin had been intubated, and he is in critical condition. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Coming up, Bill's radio voice and former Pro Bowl center Eric Wood, two-time Super Bowl champion and Greenlight podcast host, Chris Long. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've got a bunch of phone calls. We do have a couple of phone lines open, and we got a lot of time, because in a day like this, having a conversation is exactly what we're here for. Certainly, if there's anything you want to work through and what we saw last night, on the field in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football was one of the most scary, uh, frightening, uh, jarring, disturbing moments uh, anybody who's been uh, a sports fan um, has ever seen. Um, And uh, thank God, DeMar Hamlin, as we are talking right here just after 1 o'clock Eastern time, uh, the day after Monday Night Football, is still alive. He is in um, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center in Cincinnati after we just spoke to Tom Pelissero in hour number one of this program, NFL Network uh, and NFL Media Group Insider, speaking to a lot of agents of players uh, who were on the field last night, um, that it, it, yeah, the uh, medical professionals on the sidelines rushed out and restored a heartbeat of an NFL player on the field uh, last night. That actually happened. And um, we uh, we just talked to Tom about it, and we'll talk with you about it, 844-204-RICH being that number to dial. We'll talk with Chris Long about it. Um, two-time Super Bowl champion and a, a weekly guest of ours here on the program in hour number three. But joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans hotline to kick off hour number two is a man who spent nine years with the Buffalo Bills after being drafted in the first round by the team in 2009. He's in his fourth year in the booth for the Buffalo Bills radio network. Eric Wood back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Eric? I'm still a little shook up after last night, I'll be honest with you, but uh, I, I'm doing all right, all things considered. Okay, so uh, walk me through your night, because, again, uh, I'm assuming, uh, Eric, uh, you traveled back with the team, correct? Is that a, a correct assumption? So I live in Louisville, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, so that's uh, calling a game in Cincinnati. I got it. It's about as close to a home game as I get, and so I drove right. home after the game last night. All right, so then let's walk through um, <clears throat> what you know about the situation currently, if anything. Eric, what are you hearing? Just what we, yeah, just what we see, the reports that come out, and the Hamlin family released a statement a little bit ago just thanking everyone involved for all the support, for the care that they've received from on-field care that DeMar received and what they're receiving at the hospital now. But we don't have any additional information at this time, and I feel like that's making it just even worse. It's that just constant, just waiting for that good news to happen, and you could tell immediately when you saw the players' reactions, when you saw the medical staff reaction on the field, that this wasn't just another football injury. We've uh, unfortunately we've become accustomed to seeing carts come out and get guys off the field, and you always kind of get that wave or that thumbs up. And this wasn't one of those situations. And because we didn't see movement from him, and you're just waiting on pins and needles for an update, it it, it makes this day even tougher. Of course it does. No question about it. Tell me about DeMar. What do you know about him? What can you tell uh, the audience here about this young man? Yes. 
special young man. I, I covered college football for ESPN and ACC Network for a couple of years, so I got the opportunity to cover him while he was at the University of Pittsburgh, and he was a very special young man there and continues, and it just was magnified when he got the NFL platform. I remember being in production meetings with Pitt's head coach, Pat Narduzzi, and he would just rave about the person and the player that DeMar Hamlin is and being from the Pittsburgh area, from McKees Rocks, and then he doesn't go too far over to Buffalo, just does so much in the community, always has a big smile on his face, just so much gratitude that he lives his life with. It's um, it, You could see the love and respect his, his teammates and everyone on the field had for him last night in, in the reactions. Well, I mean, and uh, what did uh, – can you walk me through what the players on the field might, might have relayed to you? You have heard uh, about what happened on the field last night and their reaction to it and the, the decision to go back in the locker room, Eric? Yeah, I have not reached out to anybody out of privacy and respect. And just uh, it, it allows me to come on appearances and, and not have to – the cover-up, maybe insider info as well. But I'll say this. When that stadium went from maybe the most electrifying I've been in all year, really rivaling a lot of big games that have been played in Buffalo this year as well, and it went from so loud and electric to just complete silence there. And the players and the emotion that you could see on their face, it just it, – it wasn't – it no longer felt like a football game. It just – it had an eerie just – completely shaken feeling to the entire building. A lot of class shown by the, the fans in Cincinnati, all the support um, at the stadium for being a road game, a Bills player on the game uh, on the ground where everyone is anticipating this game for so long. When they made the announcement to cancel it, there was no grumbling. There was, uh, there was a lot of respect shown for the situation last night. Mm. Wow. So um, what, do you, what do you think is going on in the Bills' locker room right now or, or or is the team back together i mean w- what can you tell me on that front eric if anything I, I would assume that they have guys together because in moments like this where it's so emotional um i know me personally i'd want to be around those i care about so the day after a game um off a monday night game you have a shorter week coming up i would assume that they have the guys at the facility and whether that's with their team chaplain, Len Van Boss, whether that's with therapists, whatever it is, you know, these, these guys were, were completely shook last night. And so they're going to, they're going to be pouring in to those guys. Well, and then I guess last one for you, Eric is, you know, nine years in the NFL, clearly, you know, you've never seen anything like this uh, at all. Um, so what, what, what do you think goes through, what what can you can you express to me the emotion that we were seeing on the faces and the tears coming out of the eyes of the players last night? What what uh, yeah, what, like, what that what that feels like to you as a former player seeing it, Eric? Yeah, that that was like nothing I've ever seen. I did the Joe Theismann leg break my rookie year, and I remember teammates being emotional, but nothing like what we saw last night. It was full support from both teams and understanding the the severity of the situation that that a young man could lose his life on the field right there i mean those those guys were 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 you could read it all over their faces and you know there's just no way without knowing the status of demar last night that either team would want to go out there and play and you know it's you come off of a big injury 
you see somebody get hurt, there's a little bit of hesitancy. I can't imagine, you know, watching what happened, and I know how rare that that is what happened last night. Man, it's going to be tough to get back on the football field for many of those guys. Because I'm sure, again, you know, what did it take for you to get ready to play in a game, right? And then, uh, to... you know, there's, yeah, I mean, I'll say this. There's a certain amount of physicality. There's a certain amount of risk that you know you're putting your body through when you walk out on an NFL football field. And, you know, we'll generally say, like, what we do is not life and death. We are not defending our country like the military is, you know. But but you see something last night, and you you almost have a guy die on the field. It just brings a whole new perspective to the situation. And last night was not a normal football injury that we're so used to seeing. This was in a realm of its own. Eric, thanks for the time, man. You be well. Um, you know, uh, hug your fam, and uh, hope to see, hear you back in the booth in, in short order uh, with uh, Hamlin out of the hospital and and back on his feet. Yeah, I appreciate that, Rich. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I appreciate that, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. That's Eric Wood right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, fresh back from uh, calling the game last night. You know, and I keep thinking again. I just want to keep returning to this that. Um, the medical professionals doing what they did last night. Thank God for that. And it made, made me think, and I got to make a mental note, and I would suggest everybody out there, you know, go to your local um, uh, high school if your kids play there or not, obviously. But if your kids are playing at a high school or a college, um, youth sports, Make sure that there is some equipment handy with people who know how to use it. Because again, if this injury is in fact, or this cardiac event is in fact what, again, I know I'm using these words um, carefully, you see on Twitter, (laughs) if this is in fact what it appears to be, which is a blow to the chest, creating a cardiac arrest that requires a defibrillation to get the heartbeat back into beating properly again, then you need that equipment around. Because if this is what it was last night, Chris Pronger of the St. Louis Blues suffered a similar cardiac arrest when he took a puck to the chest. This is normally what, again, I know I'm treading into the world of uh, medical science. (laughs) And I am not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. But uh, Pronger, this is pucks to the chest, baseballs, sometimes that are hit off a bat that hit somebody in the chest. This is the blunt force trauma, a thoracic blunt force trauma that did appear to be what happened last night when Higgins and Hamlin collided that sparked this cardiac arrest. Pronger returned to action 12 weeks later and 12 years later made the Hall of Fame. So there is hope. For Hamlin, and the question is, 
obviously, how quickly was the proper medical care administered so oxygen could be flowing to his brain. And it appeared that that happened last night. Clearly, I have no idea what complications might be happening. I'm just throwing this out there as a cautionary tale as well. That if you're at a youth in a youth sports league and a ball suddenly hits your daughter or your kid, your son, why don't you go ask, like, hey, do, do we have this equipment and who knows how to use it? Like, this is the sort of stuff that I think we all need to be making sure is available at your sporting event for your players, your kids, if you're a coach, you're a parent, because that saved a life last night. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Still to come on this program, Mike Tomlin was talking about this subject matter as Hamlin went to Pittsburgh and is from the area. And I think it's also an indication as to how the rest of the league is feeling about this and they're kind of getting ready for their games this weekend, but putting things on pause too. I don't know um, what's going on because there's still a game to be played in week 17 and then a whole week 18 results is based on whether the week 17 remaining game gets played. And the question is, is who cares right now? And a lot of people care about it because at some point we're going to have to return to play. And how does the rest of the league feel about it? A lot of people are saying how the bills feel about it, how the Bengals feel about it. There's 30 other teams with players who know for the grace of the football gods go they into that ambulance. So that's coming up on this program. Chris Long's coming up as well. More of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I do want to turn to the world of college football when we come back and take a respite from this conversation for a moment when we return. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. More important things here. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is powered by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I am getting texts like crazy from my fellow Michigan Wolverines saying, oh. Is Jim Harbaugh leaving us? Like I know. You know who you know there's there's one person who knows. Yeah. One person. Single soul who knows, and that person is named Jim Harbaugh. I have no idea. So stop texting me because I don't know. And you know who doesn't know? You got him in there, Rich. Everybody else doesn't know. Now, I know Bruce Feldman, our our frequent uh, guest here from The Athletic and Fox Sports, he co-wrote a story on The Athletic that really put this on everybody's radar screen yesterday that Harbaugh, according to uh, a, a close source, is ready to take an NFL job if offered. So it's just like any NFL job, he'll take it? Is that what the, I Just like I, I read the story. So immediately, of course, I paged Bruce to the studio. He was supposed to be on today. He had a uh, previous commitment that and obviously the, the story of the day and the circumstances of last night's game would have pushed him to tomorrow's show anyway. And he's coming in because I got questions for him. And I, I just find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that Harbaugh would just take any NFL job. Regardless of... Other circumstances, like does he get to shop for the groceries? Like, what does the draft situation look like? Like, how do I get along with the owner? And does the owner have a personality that would get along with me? Do I get to speak directly to said owner? How is this going to be different to anything that rankled me in San Francisco? So he'll just take any job, doesn't matter. If it's offered to him, he's gone. As if what he's built over the last couple of years means nothing. He's so done with it. And you're, and, and all of the psycho, psychoanalysis that, you know, you, you hear he's like done with college football, the NIL this and the NIL that. and That wouldn't surprise you, though, would it? I, I, yeah, it would, because he seems to be doing just fine with it. It would. Now... Would it surprise me that he doesn't like his current contract with Michigan? Not at all. Well, he took less, remember? Not at all. What if, if he thinks like, okay, I, I've less. now, like, who's gone to back-to-back college football right. championships? Let's take note. There's Kirby Smart, and there's him. That's it. That's the list. That's your list. That's your list. And, man, it would have been great if that was the matchup of coaches coming up on Monday night here in Los Angeles. But that's the list. So does he want more money? Would you blame him? No. Would you blame him for letting it be known everything that he said about, I'm coming back to coach the Michigan Wolverines, and I've closed the door in the NFL, and I'm sticking around, 
would would it surprise you that he wouldn't be out there tamping all of this stuff down if he is in fact talking to the University of Michigan? I'm not saying that I know that he's doing that. I just find it hard to believe that he will indiscriminately take any NFL job that's offered him and pitch what he's done at the University of Michigan after all this time, after he's gotten the program to where it is. I find that just difficult to believe. And then the ones where they're just like, well, Denver is one because Denver's new Walton, you know, family owner has like went to grad school in Stanford and Condoleezza Rice helped Stanford find Jim's successor and she's involved in the process. And so that makes sense. And Denver has a job opening and I just find it hard to believe, in my mind, again, that if George Payton is still there, Jim would just be willing to go and say, yeah, you could still be the general manager. I'll be the coach, and I'll help. I'll leave Michigan to hook my wagon up to a 34-year-old Russell Wilson with an albatross of a contract and no first and second round pick in next year's draft. That's exactly the NFL situation I've been looking for. So thank you for bestowing this opportunity upon me because I hate my current situation so bad and can no longer coach in the current college football construct that I have actually dominated with the exception of a couple of days in the last two years. Uh, This is exactly what I want. So yes, now you're also hearing Carolina's reached out to him. Yeah. Which would be interesting because his current contract with Michigan apparently includes a clause that if he has contact with an NFL team and he doesn't inform Michigan of it, all holy heck breaks loose on guaranteed money and things like that. Yeah, the Fox so, Charlotte is reporting that it was just a conversation. Just a chat. With David Tepper. Just a chat. Hey, David, what are you up to? How you doing? Man, that Sam Darnold looks so great. Can I coach him, please? <laughs> is that a tran- Do you have a transcript? Is that, was that, is that uh, official? I don't know. I mean, come on. Come on. Okay. To me, if he does want to go back to the NFL, he knows I got to have a court. I got to have an owner that I can talk to and believes in me and I believe in him. I got to be able to be in, in charge of who's on the team. Like, I've got my own. He's, he's going to have to bring his own uh, player personnel guy. And I got to have a quarterback that is either there or I'm in a position to draft that I like a lot. I mean, you look at Carolina's draft position in this draft right now. Ninth. Okay. It's not like, say, an opportunity that Urban Meyer had and totally blew. This is not about Urban no, Meyer I'm and Michigan and Ohio no, State. No, it's about the opportunity that Urban had, which is okay. I'm joining a team <laughs> with an owner that's not going anywhere. I'm joining a team that's about to draft one of the most generationally talented players in college football, universally believed to be as such. I'm guaranteed to get that player, and I'm going to make a poop ton of money because the owner who I've met and I like, who has chosen me, is insanely wealthy. 
That's the type of opportunity. And the only thing that Jim wouldn't want there is Trent Baalke being there. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm just pointing all of this stuff out as to it's – I, and again, Bruce is going to come in and, and give me a little bit more information tomorrow if, if conditions warrant. And he and and it's appropriate to have him in tomorrow. I, I just I, I find it hard to believe. Like I'm just so done here. All I got to do is just get the offer, and I'm out of here. Because that's what it looked like, right? From the article. That's how it sounded. Yeah. Colts have the fifth pick. Cardinals, maybe. What about Jim and Kyler Murray? I know that's not open, but I don't. I don't. There's been some talk. That is not again. Might just and again. That's the whole point of this is that we don't know, and it's entirely possible as we're talking right now that week 18 might not be done by this weekend. Right. Let's be honest, and so you know it is quite a story to sit there and and. And believe that he's going to go regardless. Because that's all he wants is an NFL job. Really? And if he does leave, you know what? He leaves the program on such a high note. Because that's the other thing too. Is like, what would you think if he leaves? If he leaves, that means he doesn't want to be there anymore. It would be a shame. It would be hurtful. You know, if that's the way he feels, I'd love to see this finish up with him winning a national championship. The kids who he's put together in this program are insanely talented. They're very talented. And they're going to get better next year. But if he doesn't want to be there, then then, then, all well and good. And, and I'm not going to take the cheese of like, does this happen every year? Do we have to do the drama every year? Yeah. Because I think that's what you get when you get Jim Harbaugh involved. That's it. You know? This is what you get. And I'm, I'm there. And if we got to go with the ups and downs and last year, remember, he was talking to the Vikings on National Signing Day. Yeah. yeah that was and weird. I sat there yeah. and I thought to myself, damn it. it. Yeah. After finally beating Ohio State and getting to the college football playoffs for the first time, he's going to go and and follow this up by losing both coordinators and talking to the Vikings on National Signing Day. And who the hell are we going to get to come to the program? And how are we going to? This is how we're following up this season. And he went to 13 and 0. So I'm not going to sweat it. Honestly, not going to sweat it. But I just find it hard to believe it's just any job, he's out. Somebody just has to just give him a wink, and he'll just go running. I mean, I'll coach the Broncos. Would you take? A, would you take the Colts gig? Fifth pick, good roster, good young players on offense and defense. I think I would. It's a winnable division too. That's why, like, you would leave the University of Michigan program after building. You would take that job. If I want to coach in the NFL. He could sit there for the rest of his days and, by the way, use this as leverage and then... But he probably wants to win a Super Bowl. Maybe yeah. so. And if he does, then I hope he does. Yeah. I have nothing but affinity for this guy. Truly. 
as I'm sitting here. You helped get him the job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. I did. <laughs> you know what? I was pounding. That was literally what we came on the air in 2014, and I started pounding the table, and people were like, give up, Rich. He's not leaving the Niners, and if he's I not mean, leaving the Niners, he's going to go to the Raiders. He if he doesn't go to the Raiders, he's not crazy. going to Michigan. He's not going to college. And I left yeah, the light on for him. So, yeah, I'll take credit. Yeah, well, you should. So, there is an update. I've just been told by Mike Hoskins, our there coordinating producer. Um, this is from the Bills. Um, that he spent, DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit, remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We're grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we've received thus far. My gosh, so there's really no update um, there. And then there's another statement as well that we have here. After speaking with, oh, Tom, who just hung up the phone with him. After speaking with both teams in leadership, the NFLPA, Roger Goodell informed the club today that Bill's Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. So let Week 18 play out and see if it matters that we have to finish that game. Uh, yeah, it matters if you're the if you're the Chiefs and you can get the one seed. I mean, let's uh, let's just dive into it. I, mean, I, I don't know if it's appropriate to dive into it right now, but. Just your supposition, we'll, we'll handle it and we'll just box it up and then we'll talk about it another day. But if you're the Chiefs and you want the one seed and it requires the Bills to lose one more game, I mean, I guess you can go just on winning percentage. That's what I was told the league was thinking of doing if they did in the COVID year have to cancel games, that by the end of the year it would be who's got the best winning percentage, not best record. Um, I don't know. But I think, again, it, this is just an indication that the league is understanding the process of replaying this game requires the Bills and the Bengals players and staff and coaches to work through some things and that they're not going to be standing looking at their watches saying, is today the day that you're done working through this thing? Right. It's going to be like, take the week take the week or they say that they've not made any changes to week 18 the NFL as of now so it's a fluid situation as we like to say and um, and the NFL is just going to let it play out and let us hope when it all comes down to it Damar Hamlin gets out of intensive care and gets out on his feet and gets out of that hospital and lives his long and happy life and if he wants to play football again because he's physically able to, then please do that. Back to the phone lines right now here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, let's go to who's been waiting the longest here. Benedict in Syracuse, New York. You're right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Benedict? Hey, Rich. I've been a longtime fan. Uh, I'm a first responder in the home city of Syracuse. So, Brockman, uh, I try to keep it safe for you. Shout out through. I, I just kind of kind of wanted to touch on CPR is a scary thing when you see it experience. So when I saw him fall, I knew it wasn't a normal fall just based upon my experience, but a positive thing we can look forward to is that they were able to get his heart rhythm back. He's in the ICU. I would assume they're looking at more neurological functions right now, but looking at the players and stuff like that, I understand as a first responder, that's what I'm used to. 
right? Like they're not they're not used to seeing that. But the good news is they were able to get his heart rhythm back, and I kind of just wanted to kind of put some positive spins on it. I'm a lifelong Bills fan. My family's a lifelong Bills fan. I've been a, a big fan of yours. So Thank you. I just kind of wanted to point that out to people. It's a scary situation. That, that's exactly what it is, and there's no way around it. Yeah, I mean, because, again, it was explained to me by a medical um, professional last night that CPR or shocking a heart back into rhythm is not like what you see on television. It's far more jarring and violent than you think. It, it is, and, and the concern for him is, you know, he made it to the NFL. The guy lived his dream. Like, that, that is something he has to hold high. He's been great for Bills fans. I loved him. He made a huge play against the Dolphins when I went to the game with my family. But for the players in Buffalo and stuff, we love you. We love all of you. Just keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Um, I'm actually heading into work right now, trying to, you know, make sure the day is safe for everybody. And hopefully I don't have to do anything like CPR today. But, again, I, I understand it's a scary situation, but he's in the best care he could possibly be in. And just a big fan of you guys, and thank you for always talking about how Bills fans are and for taking time out of your day to talk about this young man who means more to the city than he'll probably ever know. And I appreciate you saying Thanks, that, Benedict. but before before I let you go, Benedict, I'm just going to take one more um minute of your time and and again um i I am loath to ask any medical questions specific to damar here because you're clearly not you know in that hospital and you're not looking at any medical charts and you're not his doctor but when you say looking at things neurologically what do you mean by that um usually what happens is they'll you know if there's any activity or i would say any movement or something like that because when a cardiac arrest happens you know, thankfully they got there quick enough. So I think they're just, you know, seeing if there's functionality. From my experience, that's what I've seen and what I know, just going through the process and stuff like that. So that that's kind of what I mean by that. I, I don't know if I'm 100% correct, but I can only give you what I know from my experiences as a first responder uh, and what I've done throughout my years. Thank you for your work and your time. Thanks for calling in, Benedict. Keep calling back. Let's Let's well. have you back on when circumstances are not like the one that current um pt in casey let's uh, take his phone call our uh, line number four mike if you don't mind or is he, he still talking to our uh, thank you about it Benedict. there you go uh put up uh, line four if you don't mind dj mikey d pt you there hey rich what's going on oh hey so uh i just wanted to say that as a longtime fan of what would be considered violent sports, um, like I watch a lot of football, I watch a lot of MMA, I watch a lot of boxing. Uh, I think you put it beautifully earlier when you said, this is something that we put in the back of our minds. Uh, this is something that I've always thought to myself, like how would I react if I saw something on the field or saw something in the ring like this? And I always thought to myself that like, I would, it would be shocking. I wouldn't know exactly what to do, but last night I was up until 4 a.m. refreshing my Twitter feed, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, still refreshing my Twitter feed. And uh, not going to lie, it was, it, it's been surprising how all of today, that's all I could think about. Today, I was listening to you talk about Jim Harbaugh, and honestly, not able to hear any of it. Because no, I hear you. The only thing I could think about was the health of Hamlet. 
And so, uh, so yeah, I, that, that's really all I have to say coming onto the show was just, I, I love these sports because I think there's a beautiful humanity in these type of sports. And you see sides of players and you see sides of fighters that you don't get to see in other sports, but there's this other side of it too that you don't see a lot. But when you do, it is a shocking experience. And um, the only thing I can possibly think of today is the health of Hamlin and also um, how shocking this must be for his family. And um, really, that's the only thing that I can think of right now. PT, thanks for calling in. Get some rest. And um, appreciate you sharing your thoughts there. I think um, what we just heard is indicative of the way all fans are feeling right now. So you can only imagine what the rest of the NFL community is thinking right now. And um, I think it's wise for the NFL and the commissioner to say, guess what? Everybody talking about when this game's going to get replayed? Let's table that for the week. It ain't happening this week. Obviously, these teams have to play a game this weekend coming up for sure. So maybe that's a game that gets replayed another time. I, I honestly don't know. But as you just heard from PT, he didn't even want to take in any other conversation other than this one. And I think a lot of fans feel that way. And that's sort of the tightrope that this show and other shows like it have been walking today. But it's nothing compared to what Damar Hamlin's family is thinking and going through right now. Football family and, and blood relation. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We will be back with more of your phone calls. Mike Tomlin has made his comments known on this subject matter since he is a voice in the NFL of significance and from Pittsburgh where this young man played his college football. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. NetSuite wants to make sure that you know your numbers to run your business in this day and age. 
you could do a heck of a lot better than rely on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to help run your business. It just gives you poor vis- visibility. And NetSuite by Oracle can give you the full picture because guess what? When you upgrade to Net, Net when you upgrade to NetSuite, NetSuite by Oracle, you get the number one cloud financial system to power your growth because you get visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over thirty-two thousand businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich radio. Head to netsuite.com slash rich radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash rich radio. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. When I had the broadcast meeting with Mike Tomlin prior to the Christmas Eve game between the Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I asked Tomlin, when was the first time he kind of laid eyes on Kenny Pickett and thought to himself, maybe he would be a good Pittsburgh Steeler at some point? When did he first kind of get a good look at him? And he said two years before drafting him. Because the Steelers, as you know, TJ, being from the area, the Steelers in the Pittsburgh Panther football program share a building. Yep. They share a building and their practice facilities here and the Steelers practice facilities there and they share a building. And many years I actually spent uh, the green room for the NFL Network when doing Thursday night football games for the Steelers. They situated us in the Pittsburgh Panther locker room. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah but locker rooms, their Panthers locker rooms over here and the Steelers locker rooms over there. And, and, uh, he sees a lot of Pittsburgh Panthers because of it. Mike Tomlin. As a matter of fact, he told a story that he once found LaShawn McCoy in the hot tub with fast Willie Parker. You know, because wow. it was and he's like, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be over there? Because you know, McCoy is a Pitts, Pittsburgh Panther. <laughs> McCoy was saying, first of all, you know, I want to pick Willie Parker's brain. And secondly, it's a better hot tub than yeah. the one we have. <laughs> so he's telling that story to us. It was a big laugh moment in that meeting. He found Shady McCoy. He's like, what are you doing here with Fast Willie Parker? But at any rate, uh, I, I bring all of this up to point out that it makes complete sense that Mike Tomlin would have something to say about DeMar Hamlin because he knew the kid. Because DeMar Hamlin played at Pittsburgh. He's from the Pittsburgh area. Tomlin's been in the Pittsburgh area, as we all know, for a decade and a half. And it would make sense that Tomlin would have something to say on this matter because it involves the humanity of playing a violent sport. And this is what he had to say on Hamlin. Uh, before I open up for questions, I'll, I'll say this about uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, man, it's a really personal thing for me. Uh, being a Pittsburgher, and, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Um, just got a lot of res- respect and love for him as a human being. Um, his commitment to the pursuit of his uh, goals and dreams of doing what it is he's doing right now, which is playing in the NFL, and to watch him make personal decisions and, and, and make that a realization. Um, it's just an honor to get to know young people like that. 
um, had an opportunity to express that to him whenever I see him. We've played Buffalo um, each of the last two seasons, and he and I get to have a moment uh, because it's just cool to 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 not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to, to know them since they were younger people and to to watch their maturation, their development, to watch them, um, you know, earn what they've been chasing. Um, it's just really a, a cool thing. And he's an example of that. I got a lot of love for that young man. We lifted he, him and that organization up in prayer, um, reached out to Sean McDermott to lend whatever assistance I could. Um, but um, I don't have a lot to add other than that. Um, I just respect the fact that you guys appreciate how personal it is for, for me, not only for me, but just for all of us um, as people that, that thrive in this space. Um, that's not obviously something that you ever want to see. When asked after that answer, so there's no handbook for what to do next in this situation, what do you say or do? Placing that before Tomlin, and he said, quote, you do what you think is best. And I think that that is a great way for a guiding force for the league and deciding what to do next. And I think that is what the guiding force that everyone eventually came around to on the field last night. Do what's best. You know what's best? We're not playing tonight. You know what's best? We're not replaying this game this week. Because, again, it, this is the coach of a team that that has a chance to make the playoffs. Has a chance to make the playoffs. And they're, and they're, they're on a roll. So, given the choice, would they like to play this weekend? Sure. If they get a phone call and say we're not playing this weekend, you know what? There might be some players in that Pittsburgh Steeler locker room that would be like, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because, yeah. you know, they didn't see what happened on the field, but I'm sure they're hearing about it from their colleagues. And if they're not hearing about it from their colleagues, they can only imagine what it, that would be like and what it would be like for them. I mean, Ryan Clark, who is, um, from what I've been seeing on Twitter, because again, I was on Westwood One Radio's broadcast with Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner doing what a you know, I guess Ryan Clark was doing with the rest of the ESPN broadcast, which is pouring their hearts out. I mean, just, mm-hmm. and I heard Ryan was terrific. He was. And um, he tweeted out today that the next snap of, uh, of football is going to be one of the scariest snaps ever. It's going to take a while. Yeah, I don't know if you heard this, TJ, when he was saying last night, Ryan Clark, you know, has... Um Sickle cell, right? Right, yeah, he couldn't play in a playoff game yeah. one year. And he talked the about... The Tim Tebow walk-off right. touchdown at Demarius Thomas game. He couldn't play so in that He one. talked about all those factors and being held out of those games and talked about when he was 24 years old, he didn't even think he could die. Like, that's not even part of your mindset as a professional athlete. And here, DeMar Hamlin is 24 years old and literally died on the field yesterday and had to have been brought back. It was... It was really powerful, really moving stuff. Like Scott and Lisa Salters, they all did such an amazing job yesterday. There was no rule book. There's no handbook for this sort of thing. I mean, uh, back in 1971, the only player, again, Chuck Hughes, who passed away after dropping to the turf in Tiger Stadium against the Bears, a game that the Bears and Lions finished after he was taken off the field. 
Um, there was no 24-7, 365. There was no Monday Night Football broadcast. And I, I don't believe too, in 1971, right? There was no yeah. national television where millions of people sitting around and watching. You know, none of that. And I think all the discussions we had last night and the ones that we're having today and the fact that that game was not finished last night and may not be finished ever just shows how much progress we've made about the mental health aspect and what these guys put their bodies through. I mean, 50 years ago, like you said, they, they just finished the game. And I think maybe 10 years ago, that probably would have happened. Well, but at least there's it's also, a, it's most Im- world. and most importantly in this different world, that there are technological advances to have the yeah. equipment right there on the sideline and medical professionals fully trained to use it and, and do the Lord's work on the spot. Absolutely. Chris Long's going to join us next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then there's more phone times for phone calls with you at 844-204-RICH as we hear hour three on this unprecedented program as well. Still here on our friends at Roku. You know, I, I feel like the closest thing that the NFL would have had to lean on, and not that they even did last night, was, you know, a, a few times in WWE, this is actually something similar has happened. Back in May of 1999, a wrestler named Owen Hart fell from the rafters. He was going to be lowered down into the ring as part mm. of his gimmick. Uh, the cable snapped. He fell in the Kemper Arena in Kansas City fell and hit his head and he died in the ring and you know Vince McMahon and WWE they were forced with a very tough decision it's a pay-per-view what do you do they chose to have the show continue and I feel to this day it's still something that they probably look back on and realize that it might have been the wrong move for them to go ahead and do that I don't know if that ever came into play with what happened last night, but it's, you know, a press, we say it's unprecedented. It, it has happened and they, they chose to go on. And I think everyone will agree that that was probably the wrong move for them to do. So, well, certainly if we talk about so much yeah. about player health and safety and talk about mental health being part of that, not playing the game last night is, was the right move. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be, if you're going to say it, then you need to be about it. Yeah. And I'm saying, judging from the wrestlers, the commentators that were there that night to this mm-hmm. day, I think they all were in agreement that that show should not have gone on that night. You know, hour number three of this program. When we come back right here on the Roku channel, don't move Chris long. It'll be a great chat.